Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay on a very, very windy Friday, May the 21st. Our top story today is that multi-million pound plans have been put forward to knock down and redevelop a rather notorious estate in Maidstone. Shepway is an area said to be blighted by crime and antisocial behaviour. In fact, there have been three killings there in recent years. And that's partly why Golding Homes want to try to find out if residents would welcome a major rebuild. Well, our reporter Leanne Castle went to visit the estate and spoke to people living there. Leanne joins me on the Kent Online podcast now. So, Leanne, what was it like? I'd never visited before. I didn't know what to expect. So, I mean, the only thing I'd I'd heard about was from what I've reported on before. So, I mean, I went in with pretty, um, you know, not much knowledge of it at all. But when I got there, it was clear from sort of speaking to all the people that live there, the people who, who know the area best, that actually there's a lot more to Shetway than the reputation perhaps says. And I guess with communities like that, people can be very close-knit, can't they? And they, they do all look out for each other. What sort of sense of community did you feel whilst you were there and, and chatting to people who've lived there for a long time? Yeah, well, one of the residents I spoke to, he said he's lived there since 2014 um, and he loves it there. He said... We all look after each other. We don't get involved in people's businesses, but we, we're all here for each other when we need each other. And I think that's all you can really ask for from your neighbours, really. Um, and then also, I spoke to the um, shop owner, and he was saying everyone there knows him, everyone there comes into the shop and says hello. So there is a sense of community there, but I think it sort of depends. He was also saying to me, the shop owner was saying, it depends what time of day you come in as well. I mean, towards the evening, it's slightly more, perhaps there's a few more troubles, he was saying. What did it look like? I mean, obviously, we've seen some of the photos in your report. You've got like an abandoned sofa and, and things like that. What what was the, the just the view of the estate when you went on to it? I mean, it was, there were parts of it that did look a bit run down, if I'm being completely honest. Um, and yes, as you said, there was, um, there was a, I think, a couple of abandoned sofas, actually. There was quite a few, which I was surprised by, um, and some shopping trolleys too. But it wasn't worse than I thought at all. It was sort of what I was expecting, to be honest with you. It's not, it wasn't a terrible area. I mean, there was, like you said, there was a few abandoned sofas and shopping trolleys and, and bits of rubbish here, there, here and there. But it wasn't that bad at all, to be honest with you. It didn't feel um, unsafe at any point when I was there. I, I felt completely at ease. So there are some big plans for this particular part of Maidstone. It's Golding Homes who've put the plans forward. Can you tell us exactly what they would like to do? Well, at the moment, my understanding of it is that it is purely a consultation. So by the sounds of it, they want to knock down some of the homes that are on Cambridge Crescent and Northumberland Road um, and then replace them with some more modern homes and some apartments. Um, and I think it's 240 homes that they want to build and there's currently only 114. So it'll be quite a big difference, quite a big change. But um, I think it will there'll also be some community areas, some shared gardens for people to enjoy. So it, it looks quite nice, actually, based on the artist's impressions. But they are just impressions at the moment. So things could change still from now on. Yeah. And did you ask anyone living there what they thought of, of the plans and, and the whole idea of the area being redeveloped? Yeah. I mean, it was quite mixed views, to be honest with you. Some people were really keen for it. They said, yeah, it looks absolutely lovely. I love living in Shetway. It'll be really nice to see it done up a little bit. And other people um, were, not, were a bit too a bit apprehensive at the moment because it is quite early days. Some people say, you know, I absolutely love my home as it is. I really don't want it to be like that. So I think... 
once we sort of know a bit more, people might come around to it slightly. Yeah, we will wait and see what happens. These planning processes always take quite a long time, but it's a fascinating insight onto Shepway. Leanne, thanks ever so much. Kent Online News. Next today, and a murderer who tried to help victims of the London Bridge terror attack is going to be released from prison. James Ford has served 17 years for killing 21-year-old Amanda Champion in a random attack in Ashford in 2003. He was on day release at a prisoner education event at Fishmongers Hall when two people were stabbed in November 2019. The parole board has cleared him to be freed. There's been an increase in the number of people killed in crashes on Kent's roads during the first year of the pandemic. Figures from police show a 15% drop in total collisions in the 12 months to February, but the number of fatalities went up from 40 in the previous year to 58. Meantime, a man who died in a crash on the A2 near Dover has been named locally as Denny Wiltshire, who was in his 20s. He was a passenger in a car that hit a tree on the coastbound carriageway at Shepherdswell on Wednesday night. Friends have paid tribute, describing him as an amazing man. The driver is in hospital with serious injuries. Kent's police and crime commissioners calling on the government to stop the rollout of electric scooters. Trials are currently being carried out in cities including Canterbury, but Matthew Scott's concerned people are getting hurt by riders who aren't sticking to the law. He says we need to be more aware of the rules around e-scooters. The rollout of these trials, whilst obviously uh, based on some merit around the environment, have caused confusion about what the rules mean in, in other places. So they're not supposed to be used on public roads, uh, they're not supposed to be used by uh, the under-18s. Only yesterday when I was at Swanley Railway Station, I saw people messing around with them on the platform. Uh, when I was out for a run in Swanley the other night, someone almost uh, knocked me down on the pavement because they were hurtling towards me. Uh, at some speed so those those seem to be the similar complaints that i'm getting kent online reports the bishop of dover is encouraging people who've been abused within the church to come forward a review is underway into the handling of safeguarding cases at all dioceses of the church of england including canterbury with a focus on hearing from survivors rose hudson wilkins says the church must resolve to learn to listen and to change for there to be safer spaces for the community A walk in memory of a Kent PCSO who was killed while out with her dog is going to take place this weekend. Julia James was attacked near Woodland, not far from her home in Snowdown, last month. While women across the country are planning to walk on Sunday with groups gathering in Portsmouth, Liverpool, Cardiff and even overseas in Spain and Australia. Sally-Ann Bedford has organised it. As a dog walker, um, just like her who has to go out with my dog, a couple of times a day, at least once a day on my own. And I walk in parks too, alone, because for most dog walkers, you, you don't have the choice to bring somebody along with you. It's just not, not what happens when you have a dog most often. Um, so obviously it was horrific and horrified to hear about it on the news. But then as the days went on, you become more aware when you're walking on your own um, that that could happen to any of us. Absolutely. Did you do anything differently when you were going out walking a dog on your own or have you done since you heard about what happened? I found in the last week or I'm looking around me more, I guess. I think a lot of people, probably a lot of women probably are. You're just, she's in my head every time at the moment I go out for a walk, I think about her and obviously with what's coming up at the weekend. Um, so I do find myself, because I walk in wooded areas, so I do find myself looking around and and seeing who's about, you're always wary if somebody's walking without dogs, men walking through the woods without dogs, and that will probably be just a bit heightened by this.
No one should have to feel like that though, should they? No, not at all. It's just a simple thing. It's a nice thing to do is to walk your dog. Um, I have thought about, you know, breed types, whether, whether you're any safer if you have a garden breed. Um, but, you know, we don't know what happened and we won't know what happened for a while. Um, but I think, you know, if you're in danger, in danger, and you probably wouldn't have time to defend yourself if somebody's of that mindset. Obviously, you're, you're very much trying to keep Julia's memory alive and to, to highlight, you know, what happened. Um, and your organising event at the weekend. Can you tell us what's going to be happening? So on Sunday, the 23rd of May at 10 o'clock, we... Basically, it's really, really simple. I always wanted to make it simple was that you would just, all people had to do is walk a dog, whether you're on your own with your partner and there are men walking to um, in small friend groups or if you're in somewhere where you can organise a big group. There are quite a few in Kent. Um, I've got one in Cheshire and they're all dotted about. So we will all walk at, we'll meet at about quarter to ten, um, all walk. We're going to have a minute silence at ten for Julia. Um, and then people are free to walk wherever they want to walk and we're leaving it up to, to, to everybody. Um, wear a blue ribbon if you can, but if you can't, it doesn't matter. Or a blue item of clothing, maybe. The most important thing is to walk at 10 o'clock and think of Julia and just let her friends and family and the community, her local community, know that we care beyond the borders of Kent. For anyone who hadn't heard of the event before and maybe does want to get involved on Sunday, what do they need to do to find out what's happening near where they are? Yeah, if they just go to the Facebook page, which is a dog walk for Julia James public page. Um, on there are a list of events. Um, so you can either join one of those events, make a comment. So my contact Barbara, it's Barbara Cornfoot or myself, Sally Ann Bedford. Um, we will help you create an event if you want to invite people. But like I say, you don't have to. We don't want to put people off who don't want to walk in big crowds or can't. If it's just you, just you and friends, just let us know where you're walking. We'll add you to the list. It's that easy. You don't have to do anything else. Most people are dog walking anyway. Just do it in memory of Julia James. A 21-year-old man has been charged with murder. He's due back in court next month. Kent Online reports. More than 1 million people in Kent have now had at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine. That's 70% of the adult population and 40% have had both jabs. The podcast can also reveal today that only one hospital in the county is now treating anyone with COVID. Medway Maritime currently has four people it's looking after. East Kent Hospitals Trust, the biggest in the county, has no COVID patients just four months after a peak of 460 in wards there. Well, you've probably noticed it's incredibly windy today and a weather warning is in force until nine tonight as those strong winds continue to batter Kent. We're being urged to take extra care if we're heading out and to expect possible travel disruption. Trains from Dartford towards London were suspended earlier because of a fallen tree on the line at Barnhurst and ferries out of Dover were also delayed. There are calls for the view of Canterbury Cathedral to be protected, just like St Paul's in London, after a new building changed the city skyline. Christchurch University have spent £65 million on a science, technology, engineering and maths block, but plant equipment on the roof has altered the view of the historic building. 
Conservation group Historic England has objected to a screen designed to cover it. You can see a picture of what it looks like at Kent Online. Now, a Kent school has become the first in the country to install what's known as a reverse vending machine. Instead of giving out cans and bottles, students pop used containers in. They're then crushed and sent off for recycling. They'll get something like money off in the canteen or a voucher as an incentive. Our reporter Will has been along to the St George's School in Gravesend and chatted to George and Zoe who are in Year 10. I think it has so many benefits knowing that we're actually saving the world kind of step by step and in progress, you know, like right in front of us. It really does help. Mm. And also the fact that, you know, it really links in with our stewardship values in our Church of England school. So. Of course. And do you feel since it's been installed here, have you been sort of thinking about what you're going to do with plastic bottles a little bit more than you did Yeah, then? yeah, definitely. So we'll see, um, over there on the machine, it has so many facts and figures. You know, mm. for example, how many bottles end up in the ocean. I think especially the school kids going into schools before, uh, shops before school rather, and mm. getting all these drinks and recycling them in school. So I think it's definitely beneficial. So I think it's a really good um, like technology that we can use to bring recycling and like making the world cleaner in our century mm. and we can use it to like physically see make, physically see us cleaning the planet as mm. in today's state we know that pollution is a really big thing and that there's social media and technology that we can use to bring to bring the world into a much cleaner state and make it better for everyone living yeah. in it. Of course, and how does that sort of make you feel knowing that just these tiny little acts that you're doing with the machine is actually making a huge difference? It helps me like take into consideration where where I am putting my rubbish and what what impacts that it will take if I recycle it or if I just put it on the floor, mm. which I wouldn't do. But <laughs> but putting it into the correct bin even can make such a huge impact because yeah. it it reduces that one less bottle going to the landfill or that one less carry bag going into the sea. Matt Lilly is the head teacher. We're really fortunate to, to have the machine in school. I think we're the first school in England to have one uh, placed on their site. It's good to see modern technology being used so efficiently to engage young people with recycling. Uh, they enjoy it, it's quite fun um, and is, you know, I think it's going to have a huge impact on um, the school environment and the, the thoughts of the children around mm. recycling. So how important would you say these sort of devices are? As you mentioned, um, it's going to have a big impact on the school and the students in the school. Do you think it's going to have a knock-on effect in terms of their learning as well? Uh, I'd like to think so, yes. Mm. Um, we talk a lot about recycling and the damage it's doing to the planet uh, and to the environment. Um, but actually to have something that makes recycling just a little bit more engaging, something mm. that's, a, as I said, a bit more fun, uh, that's interactive, you know, because not only the action of recycling it and hearing it crunch, but actually the information that's placed on the machine that's going through and sort of mm -hmm. subconsciously there, you know, informing the pupils around, you know, what, what actually does the plastic do to, to the environment. Mm. And finally today, hundreds of residents in the UK's smallest town near Canterbury have been given the chance to test drive a new electric car this weekend. Ford are encouraging people in Fordwich to try out their new environmentally friendly Mustang model. A public charging point is also being installed at the Fordwich Arms pub. Kent Online Sport. Cricket and fans have been back at the Spitfire Ground St Lawrence in Canterbury for the first time since before the pandemic. 
Kent are currently taking on Glamorgan in the county championship, still looking for their first win of the season. Only members are allowed in at the moment and numbers are limited, but Chief Exec Simon Storey has told our colleagues at KMTV it's great to have them back. It's fantastic. Uh, it's been a really long road for everybody, um, not just for the club in terms of getting the, uh, getting the, the ground ready and, and a huge amount of preparation, but also you know, the role that we play in the community and bringing people together. Um, it's so much more than just the cricket. Obviously, the match is important, but um, you know, it's great to see people coming back and uh, we're delighted to welcome everybody. It may not be perfect cricket weather right now, but that didn't seem to put off the hardy supporters. Very excited. I've been looking forward to this day. As soon as they announce whatever it is end of stage three I thought May the 17th May the 20th Kent at Canterbury yeah absolutely it's obviously been nearly two years well it feels like two years since we've, we've been able to be in the ground they've limited the crowd numbers uh, sensibly today so and um, we're spread out in the seats so yeah I think uh, all feels safe to me so I'm pleased to be back and in football, preparations for the new season are well underway for Gillingham, with the manager starting to make offers to potential new recruits. Steve Evans says he's been given the go-ahead by the chairman to bring in five or six players. The side finished 10th in League One at the end of last season. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on socials. That's Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can keep up to date, of course, at kentonline.co.uk. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. Thanks ever so much again and have a fantastic weekend. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.